What's going on, guys? It's Nick here. Back with another video. We're off to hot start this week. 5-0 on Thursday night, including a 15-1 hit. Make sure you're following me on X for those because I always post a slip if I take something over there. But I'm feeling pretty good about this week overall. So let's hop right into things with our four-pit combo. Remember, four-pit combos with insurance are the most plus EV picks you can make on Underdog. We are 2-0 since including them in this video. This week's combo is going to deal with the Commanders at Rams game. It's going to be Matthew Stafford, higher than 265.5 passing yards. Cooper Cup, higher than 73.5 receiving yards. Puka Nakua, higher than 66.5 receiving yards. Terry McLaurin, higher than 56.5 receiving yards. Reasoning is fairly simple. I think this game can definitely pop off, and if it does, it's more likely to do so through the passing attack than the running attack. We could definitely see, and probably will see, a really good game from Kyron Williams, but for the most part, we're going to see big numbers in this game. It's probably coming from the passing attacks. Uh, we've been targeting the commander's secondary all season with success since they're allowing the second highest yards per reception over expected to wide receivers, also an above average catch rate over expected, a top 10 mark in total targets over expected. Like it's just a really, really good spot for wide receivers. This is the number two matchup. Four fantasy wide receivers trailing 10 weeks. And it's a spot that we've seen a lot of explosions from. It's not that every wide receiver consistently does well. We've seen some really big games for wide receivers against the commanders. And we also know the Rams just have a very consolidated target share. So it's one thing to have a team going up against them where they've got a lot of really good players, a lot of high upside players. Okay, I think I can pick right. If someone does well, on the Rams receiving core, it is probably going to be one of Cooper Cup or Puka Nakua. Sure, Tutu Atwell could hit. Sure, some of these secondary wide receivers could hit, could hit the tight ends. But like the most likely players are those two. They combine for a 51% target share on the season. No other player on the Rams has more than a 14% target share. Stafford has also been playing really well recently, even facing the Browns and the Ravens back-to-back weeks. Those are like two of the most difficult matchups for quarterbacks. He's played exceptionally well in those two games. And so if he continues to play really, really good this week, then we can feel pretty confident that at least one of these two wide receivers is benefiting from that. We're hoping that both will, but the odds are if one of them doesn't hit, that the other one is definitely going higher than their total. And if we get Stafford having a good game, one of them hitting, remember, we're using insurance. It's not the end of the world if one of these wide receivers doesn't hit. All we need on the other side is for that pick to work out. So on the other side, you know, we've got Sam Howell leading the league in pass attempts. We've got Brian Robinson, I would say, looking doubtful. We're not, we'll know a lot more the day I'm recording this on Friday. And if he doesn't practice Friday... He's not going to play this week, but he hasn't practiced. You know, they had their bye. He, he got um, hurt the hamstring, of course, in their week 13 game, bye in week 14. We're in week 15 now through Thursday, still hasn't practiced. Also, they're not making playoffs. Why would they roll him out there if he's not 100%? So I don't think he's going to play this week. And while they still do have Chris Rodriguez and Tony Gibson that they'll still run the ball with, they're probably going to lean a little bit more passive than they normally do. And they already throw the ball more than any team in the NFL. So we should expect a lot of pass attempts from the Commanders this weekend. And when we have before the bye, Jeremy McLaurin having, what, three targets, zero receptions. You got to think 
going into their bye, they're like, okay, we can't have that happen again. He's like the best player we have on this team. We can't have him have zero receptions in a game. I would imagine that early on in this one, they're going to scheme him up some looks. They're going to get him involved early. 56 and a half feels like a very good number for him. And if that's going higher, it's pushing the Rams side also to throw the ball more. I see this all correlates very well. So again, Stafford higher in his passing yards and then Cup, Puka, and McLaurin all higher on their receiving yards. And again, you're allowed to get one wrong if you turn on insurance. Also, if you normally play on a site like uh, DraftKings, like FanDuel, they don't have that insurance option. Sign up for underdogs and promo code FFA. Not only can you turn on insurance, which again makes this the most plus EV form of doing it for picks plus insurance, they'll also double your first deposit up to $100. It's a win-win. You can use insurance and your deposit gets doubled. Okay, a few more. Uh, we've got some two-pick combos this week. There weren't a ton of like five-pick combos, three-pick combos I like, so a bunch of two-pick ones here. First up, Bijan and Kyle Pitts. We're doing Bijan higher than 63.5 rushing yards, and then Kyle Pitts lower than 38.5 receiving yards. Uh, the Falcons are going to be playing at the Panthers. The Panthers are a matchup that we have been attacking with running backs all season. It's a matchup that tilts heavily towards the ground game. Uh, the Panthers have faced the highest opponent rush play percentage on the season. They rank top eight in all of rush attempts, rushing yards, and yards per carry allowed over expected to running backs. Teams basically look at their defense and they're like, okay, you're trash at defending running backs, but you're pretty good at defending wide receivers and tight ends. Your offense is also very, very bad. And so all we need to do to beat you is not screw up on offense, not turn the ball over, not play overly aggressive, just run the ball, we'll get up, we can play conservative, and when we're up, we might as well continue running it because that's what the matchup favors. And that's what teams do and teams typically win against them. They only have one win on the season. Uh, and that's also how they faced the second fewest wide receiver targets over expected and the third fewest tight end targets over expected teams just don't have to throw the ball against the Panthers and so then you look at their opponent the Falcons they already don't want to throw the ball they'd prefer to lean run heavy it's just a pretty easy spot that we're probably going to see elevated rush attempts and limited passing volume from so again Bijan higher than 63 and a half rushing yards along with Kyle Pitts lower than 38 and a half receiving yards oh and um if they ever give us a receiving line right now the receiving line for Kyle Pitts is three I don't love that because you're forcing uh the lower to be two if it ever moves to three and a half I like that more there is still a chance that Pitts hit hits on like you know one or two big plays he has like two for 40 and then he goes higher and we lose this one um I think the odds are incredibly low that he has four or more receptions so if it ever goes to three and a half I went lower on that otherwise lower than the 38 and a half receiving yards. Another two-pick combo I like is David Montgomery, higher than 12.65 fantasy points. It's half PPR scoring. And then Marvin Mims, higher than 15.5 receiving yards. Denver has definitely improved on defense as of late, but even looking at their trailing 10 weeks, so excluding that game where they got embarrassed by the Dolphins, not counting that at all. Everything after that, they are still the number one matchup for running back yards per carry allowed over expected. And even in recent weeks, they have allowed significant efficiency to running backs. Now, a big part of 
you know, Monty hitting here is going to come down if he scores or not. Because if he doesn't score a touchdown, it's a little bit more difficult. That out is still there, and it's why I like doing the fantasy points instead of just the rushing yards because I think he's pretty likely to hit. And if he does hit, he doesn't need that many rushing yards. Adds on one reception. Like, it'll be pretty easy for him to get to 12.65 fantasy points if he scores a touchdown. Uh, He's gotten to 12.65 fantasy points in 7 of 10 games this season. Only three misses have all been on the road. Detroit has historically played significantly better at home. And we know for a fact, if they get close, David Montgomery is going to get a touchdown opportunity. He's been great at converting that. Like, there's a pretty good chance he scores a touchdown this week. Lions also, uh, depending on where you look, four and a half to five point home favorites. So the projected game script here and the game script I think a lot of people have in their minds is Detroit's a better team. Detroit gets up. Detroit goes a little bit more run heavy in the second half while still scoring a lot of points. So I feel pretty good about him scoring. And if he does, again, he only needs seven half PPR points besides the touchdown. He should get that relatively easily. And if he doesn't score, like I said before, he still has an out, right? He could still run for 100 yards in this matchup, adds on one or two receptions. On top of that, that's how he still goes higher. Then you look on the other side with Mims. Yes, they have refused to use him for most of the season. And it's a little bit frustrating knowing how talented he is, how good he's going to be, and have them just not utilizing him properly. But at least in recent weeks, they're getting him two to three design looks each week. And while he hasn't hit on a deep ball recently, it is definitely coming. And I think this is the perfect week for that to happen. Wide receivers do have the best matchup against the Lions. And if Detroit is playing well, which I think they will, I think Detroit is going to have a good game on offense this week, then Denver is going to have to be aggressive at some point. They're going to need to push the ball downfield. We've got a dome game, so we don't have any concerns about weather. And I don't think they're going to be pushing the ball downfield only with Sutton. Yes, he'll be involved. Yes, look at a few looks to Judy. But I think Marvin Mims is just the most logical choice here to try and push that ball downfield, try and just keep up with this Detroit offense. We know Detroit plays really well at home. I just think, you know, a line of 15 and a half. It doesn't need to do all that much. He can do that off one deep perception. He can do that off two normal receptions. And again, the correlation hill here is really nice. I do think that Detroit's going to get up in the second half, run the ball a lot more. That's going to be great, making it more likely that David Montgomery hits. And then Denver's going to have to drop back more. That makes it more likely that Marvin Mims is going to hit. Final combo over today. Uh, Remember, all my picks, rest of season through the Super Bowl, detailed projections, rankings, all of that stuff, 100% 100% free website, thefansfootballvice.com. So it's the final picks we'll go over in today's video, but there's plenty more on the site for free. But final one today is going to be Tua, higher than 0.5 interception, so to throw interception, and then Zach Wilson, higher than 180.5 passing yards. I think this is the first time I've taken a higher on Zach Wilson, so I probably deserve what's coming here, but I'm projected for 233 passing yards, and I feel pretty good about expecting a trailing game script from the Jets. I don't think the Jets get destroyed, especially with uh, Tyreek Hill a little bit injured right now. But I think Miami's going to get up in this spot and that they will be trailing in this game. Miami is also a really tough matchup for running backs. They rank fourth in receptions and yards per carry below expected to the position. So only three teams are better at limiting yards per carry and limiting running back receptions than the Dolphins. However, they're a plus matchup for wide receivers and tight ends thanks to boosting catch rate for both positions along with the fact that 
most teams are trailing. They face an above average opponent pass play percentage. So teams just kind of need to throw the ball to catch up against Miami. And they do so mostly with wide receivers and tight ends. Zach Wilson also balled out last week. And he's somehow thrown for over 180 yards, which again, his line here, 180 and a half passing yards. He's gone higher than that in seven consecutive games that he has started and finished. They've actually been letting him throw the ball a lot this season. We talked a lot last year about how they had these splits where in Zach Wilson's starts, they went super run heavy. They did not trust him at all. Any other quarterback last season, they're like, hey, throw the ball 40 times. We don't care. This season, in six of those last seven where he started and finished, he has 33 or more pass attempts going to the high 30s a few times. Like, they're letting him throw the ball, and if the matchup favors the passing attack, if the projected game strip favors that as well, 180.5 is not anything crazy to ask for. I think that can definitely happen. And then two, he's thrown a pick in eight of 13 games a season. If you look at the five games that he didn't throw an interception, we have the 50-point win against Denver, where they just ran the ball replay. The 21-point win against the Panthers, again, that favors the ground game. 30-point win against the Commanders, they're up by a billion, didn't have to throw it, and Commanders, not a good defense. And then two losses, one against the Chiefs, one against the Titans. You look at that list, and the Chiefs are the only good pass defense on that list, at least at the time for Denver. Denver's improved, but at the time, Denver was like historically bad. Like the Chiefs were the only defense who were like, oh yeah, definitely gonna throw a pick. Maybe you could talk about the Panthers game. Like I said before, the Panthers forced teams to run the ball a ton. So it's like, in none of those games, we're really expecting an interception besides maybe the Chiefs one. You know, the Jets are a good defense. Like the Jets are one of the better pass defenses in the NFL. I have Tua with over a 60% chance of throwing an interception this weekend. And while it doesn't seem like on the surface that this pick is correlated, these two, it actually is. Like what we're fading here from Zach Wilson is him getting benched, is Miami scoring a ton of points, him throwing a few interceptions, them getting down by 30, and him getting benched. That is what we're fading because if it's a close game, the likelihood is he's throwing the ball over 30 times and he's probably hitting his higher here. If Tua throws an interception, that's going to help a lot in keeping this game close, getting the ball back to the Jets side. Maybe that increases their chance of scoring. It just increases the chance that he starts and finishes the game. And if he starts and finishes, there is definitely above a 55% chance that he's going higher than 180 and a half. So take both of them combined. So Again, a lot more picks are free to see on my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. While you're there, you can see the rankings, detailed projections, advanced stats, and a whole bunch more, again, free through the Super Bowl. So good luck to everyone this weekend. But that, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.